What's up, Jason Muse here saying snooch to the nooch, and you're listening to Mark and Me. Snooches. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark and joining me on today's episode is Jay himself, yes, Jason Muse. I've recently been on set of a film which I'm sure you heard about on the last episode with Brian O'Halloran. The film is Madness in the Method which was filming not too far from my hometown of Leicester in Derby. So when I got the opportunity to go on set and see this film being filmed, I thought, do you know what, if I can get some time with Jason himself, it would be an absolute pleasure, because like many Kevin Smith fans out there, I've been a huge, huge fan of the characters Jay and Silent Bob ever since the first time I watched Clerks, which must be nearly 15 years ago now. I suddenly became really obsessed after seeing this and just wanting to see more. So when I got to see Chase and Amy and Morats and see more of these guys in what these characters are up to, I just fell completely in love with them. A lot of Kevin Smith fans seem to be very hardcore into these characters and after the recent news that the new Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie is coming out, I'm absolutely thrilled and I can't wait to see more of these characters again on screen after all these years. Now there's a bit of a backstory to this interview and how it came about. So as I said on the last episode, I was lucky enough to sit down with Brian O'Halloran, the man who plays Dante in Clerks. This was a great opportunity for me. It was a pleasure to sit down with such a nice guy and reading the tweets and the feedback and the amount of downloads that have come from this interview has been, again, just so flattering. And I just want to thank you all for taking the time to listen and just spending time giving me feedback because just reading all these tweets and seeing how much you're all enjoying these interviews makes it all worthwhile. So when I got to go on set and I was speaking to Brian, there was talk that I'd hopefully get some time with Jason. So one of the first days I drove to Derby, it was a Monday evening after work. I was really tired, but I thought if I actually get to speak to Jason and get this interview, it's it's all worth it. I arrived on set in this hotel I'm not going to give too much away because I've kind of promised Dominic I'm not going to talk about this film and, well, I'm not going to lie, Dominic's agreed to do a future episode with me so if I balls it up now he's going to be coming for me and probably not get this interview that I want. So I'm going to keep it quite minimal. But I arrived at this hotel where they were shooting a certain scene and obviously as director Jason's very, very busy and he's the lead role in this movie. So it was really kind of... Whenever we had a spare five or ten minutes, I was going to grab him and hopefully get some content for you guys out there. Unfortunately, due to how busy he was, and it was actually a real eye-opener just how busy he was from the moment he arrived to the moment he went, I never got an interview with Jason on that night. So I thought, damn it, the fans out there aren't going to get this, I'm not going to get this. I was gutted. So on the way out, there's Jason standing outside getting some fresh air, and I said to him, oh, hi, how's it going? He was like, yeah, cool. He said, what are you doing around? I was like, oh, I really wanted to get an interview. He's like, no problem. Come back to me on Friday. We're shooting another scene in a house. Um, please feel free, come down and we'll get the interview done. I know it's important. So I was absolutely made up. I arrived on Friday at the set at this house. I thought, here we go. We're going to get this interview done. There was so much going on. This house must have had about 30 or 40 people in. It's 
deep into production, the filming's going on, a lot of the stars of the movie are there. I didn't want to get in the way. Things were going great. I saw some scenes with Brian being filmed and it was it was absolutely awesome, seriously. And I was just so excited for the film. I thought, I'm not going to get in the way here. I don't want to just take Jason away while he's in the zone and in this moment. So I just thought to myself, this is one interview that's just not going to happen. I drove home. I was a bit down in the dumps because I just thought, oh, it's a shame. I've been very lucky to be on set and it's been an absolute gift to be there. But I knew that I'd kind of just, I didn't get the interview I set out to do. And after speaking to Kevin Smith and then speaking to Brian, I thought Jason would be just perfect to kind of carry on this tradition with the Viewerskew universe. The next day I got a text. I was invited personally by Jason to his hotel to get the interview done. I couldn't believe how lucky I was and how fortunate I was going to have some time with Jason. But I knew he'd probably be very tired from filming. I arrived there, <laughs> it, it, it seems so crazy to say it out loud, but it was like meeting up with an old friend that I hadn't seen for a while. He was exactly as I wanted him to be, so giving with his time. We went down to Starbucks, we sat there, we got some of the interview done. We then spent a bit of time driving around Derby looking for some food. We then went to more of the film set. I literally spent the whole day with him. As you can hear on the interview, there's various different bits coming up where we're on different locations, so you'll hear a bit of different ambience, but that's just because it's throughout the day. I think I've spoken enough, and what I want to do now is share this interview with you. So here it is, Jason Muse himself, an exclusive interview for Mark and me. Do you want another coffee, or do you want some of my... I, I'm not that thirsty, do you want some of this? No, 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 I can only... Any I stop drinking coffee, yeah, because... Oh, oh, good, we're going, I was going to say, we should get all this. It's good stuff now. But um, we used to, I used to drink, and I still do, but I feel like now I get espressos, usually in the morning, and then later in the afternoon, um, sometimes in the evening, not every time, unless I'm working, like when we've been shooting and stuff. Of course, I've been having way more. Point is, I used to drink coffee, but I only like coffee with lots of sugar in it like the yeah. white packets I was literally putting like this if I had a coffee like that I had to put like 15 packets of sugar I just put 4 in and felt bad yeah and so I would put like 15 in and then I was having minimum 2 up to 4 a day so then I realized one day I'm like wait a sec if I took all the empty wrap I'm literally having 40 30, at least 30 40 packets of sugar <laughs> at least one Red Bull of sugar with full of sugar um, and then a Coke or two, and I was like, and the wife was like, you're going to get diabetes. My brother has it, so I won't say it runs in the family, but it's possible. So anyway, it did scare me. So anyway, I stopped drinking normal coffee and started drinking espresso because I don't need sugar in that. I just drink it real fast, and excuse me, it's gone. So, Like a shot. Yes, shots down and quick. Just like booze for me, though. Even though I was an alcoholic, I couldn't sit and drink you know, scotch on the rocks and stuff. I feel like I was more of a, I need to shoot it down and get it done. Even though I know that people love, like, drinking scotch on the rocks and sipping on it, but, you know. So that's the kind of guy I am, bro. I want it all at once. Instant gratification. So. <laughs> so let's start the interview now, and whenever you want to stop, we can. Fuck, and I'll, I thought I'll, that was the beginning, bro. That's it. That's the hype for that. That's the opening. Coffee. Shots. Starbucks. An instant gratification, a story with Jason Muse. I love no. it. Time yeah, uh, Coffee with Jason. That's what we'll call the episode. Yeah, fuck yeah. So, Jason, we're here now in Derby. We're drinking Starbucks coffee. It's pretty much the wrap of the film. But I want to take it back to the start. 
you started out as an actor on the film Clerks with your best friend Kevin Smith. How how did that all come about? Was it meant to happen? Were you auditioning for a certain part? Yeah, no audition. And actually, Kevin and I were friends. We grew up in the same town, a block from each other. Didn't hang out for years because he was much, not much, but he was four years older than me. Um, long story short, we did go to the same high school, but we didn't hang out. I knew who he was, and he sort of knew who I am. The school was small enough, you knew people's names. Like, oh, there's that J kid, there's that Tommy Wells, there's that... But you didn't know everybody personally. But when uh, he graduated, he started working at a community center in our town. Um, and that's where everyone would go after school, and there was pool and foosball and all that stuff. And him and actually the guys from Comic Book Men, Walter Flanagan and Brian Johnson... The three of them worked there, and the three of them were friends. And they used to sit in the corner of the, the community center and read comic books and talk about comic books. And Walter used to draw. He's a really good artist. Um, and that was appealing to me. And I used to come over and be like, what are you guys reading, man? What comics are you doing? So I started sort of somewhat talking to them then. How we started hanging, hanging, uh, really, is they were going to a big... Co- not a big, but it was big then. A comic book show in New York. And Brian... I knew him best because he actually was friends with my brother, my older brother. He was driving, and I asked if I could go. And even though Walter and Kevin didn't want me going, Brian's like, well, I'm driving, so who cares? So anyway, there was a little. I got to know them a little bit there. And then Kevin worked at the clerk's, uh, where a quick stop, where a clerk's was shop. And every Sunday, there's a Sunday newspaper. And it's like eight pieces of paper that all that all have to be put into one big paper and you have to do it at like 5.30 in the morning and it takes time and no one like Walter or Brian none of those guys no one wanted to get up with them yeah. with Kevin at 5 in the morning and help him with these papers except me for some reason I was like yeah I'll come hang out at 5.30 in the morning <laughs> on a Sunday and, and help you with the newspaper so then I, that's how sort of how Kevin and I really started bonding over comic books and me helping him with the paper on Sundays. And we'd watch Degrassi and Silver Spoons when we were done. Um, and then he said, hey, man, I, I, you know, I want to write. I want to be a director and a writer. And, and he's like, I wrote a movie, Clerks. And I was like, yeah, cool, whatever, bro. Because it was different then. I don't know. And t- our town and, and people talking about making movies. And even now, I mean, it, it seems more real now because there's so much technology and phones and you know, cameras you can buy that are fit in your hand. You can literally shoot a movie with. But I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. And then he ha- months later, he handed me the script and said, look, I wrote a character based on you because I find your sense of humor funny. And so does Brian and Walter. You're obnoxious and whatever. Um, I wonder if other people would find you funny. And so he wrote the character Jay based on me and who I was and... That's exactly how I acted. Mine is selling the weed. Kevin and I never sold weed. I never sold weed. But I used to literally hang out in front of convenience stores. I used to yell stuff like, hey, what up, baby? And obnoxious stuff and dance and pull my ball bag out. And all that obnoxious stuff I said or did in the movie, that is stuff I had said or done in the three, four years that him and I had been hanging out at that point. So is it quite freaky now that people will quote back to you some of that stuff you used to say, like... I am the click commander and berserker and all this crazy stuff. Is it? Yeah. Is it? You're going on to set basically just being you. Um. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Again, I'd love to take credit for every word said in there. I mean, again, I think the the obnoxiousness and the personality is on all the movies. Me, 
But again, don't get me wrong. Some of the clever, really clever stuff is written is definitely Kevin's stuff. Like um, the click commander and the way um, that whole scene, of course, Kevin wrote that. But yes, no, it's awesome. I mean, Snooch to Nooch is definitely something I, I had said at that age. It started off, so Nooch means just kidding. And I know we're going back, but nah, just kidding is something I really said. Me and my friends, we used to say, nah, I'm just kidding. Like, uh, I saw your mom naked last night. Oops, nah, nah. So nah meant just kidding without saying it in a full sentence. I'm just kidding. Um, and then it turned into Nooch, you know. I just busted your car window. Is that, you know, Nooch? <laughs> or I just pissed while you were sleeping. I pissed on your bed. Nooch. That meant I'm just kidding. And Kevin started writing that in the movies. And it turned into Snooch to the Nooch and Snoochie Boochies. Um, so that's a big thing people say. Um, and that's what it means. And it really can mean anything now because it's been uh, transformed so many times. But yeah, no, it's awesome when people... Again, it's flattering to me. It's been 25 years almost. Um, and yeah, it's pretty crazy because I never expected uh, anything. After the movie was done, Clerks, I went back to my normal job, which was roofing. When I graduated high school, I started roofing, putting roofs on houses in New Jersey. And so I went back to that job. Um, and I didn't know that there was a process. And it was, it went to Film Festival Sundance. And that, you know, a studio could see the movie let alone buy it and then put it out in theaters and then also then give Kevin a deal and then Kevin keep writing me and our characters in the movie. So then there they had Mallrats chasing Amy Dogma. Um, so I had no idea, man. I just went back to work and didn't realize it. Then we did Mallrats and I even went back to work after Mallrats. Um, not as steady in this in the roofing, but I did a little delivering of pizza. I worked uh, some construction because again it's funny people think like after Clerks and Mallrats even and Chasing Amy they're like you know people see did even one studio movie they're like oh my god how many houses do you have how many cars and it's like dude I got paid two grand for the first movie after taxes six grand for the second movie after taxes you know six grand for the third movie yeah. 12 grand in five years isn't going to make me buy four houses I'll tell you so it's just funny people don't realize but anyway my point is um, you know, I just didn't expect it to go there. And it was after, like, Dogma that I really was like... Mallrats really is when I started thinking, wow, maybe this is something I can do. And Dogma is when I stopped actually work, work in normal jobs and thinking, like, wow, I really want to put my foot forward and try to do other things, like act, produce, you know, start really trying to, to do entertainment, if you will. Amazing. So the big one that kind of got everyone's attention was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. You got to work with Carrie Fisher, which must have been incredible. How was that whole experience? Because that's the film that you're the main lead role. You're the front of the poster. You're, yeah. Everyone's quoting every line from yeah. you. That must have been the big step oh. where you're like, shit, this is real. Yeah, no, it was really amazing. Again, we went out to, I remember too, because I still had lived at Jersey at that point. So one of the really awesome things is I went out to, to LA and, and uh, you know, I got to spend like six months there and... And we were on a, a studio lot, and that was awesome because we literally had, like, you know, I was staying at work. We had this house, and I had this big guest house in the back, and that was surreal. And then we'd go to the studio, and we'd, we had, we all had our own golf carts, and we'd ride around the studio like you see in movies. Like, like seriously, like behind this, you know, uh, you know, when they shoot old movies, you see, like, 
the producers and the people riding around in golf carts on the Warner Brothers lot or whatever, and you get to see props, people walking by with props, and, you know, the gag is someone's running down an alleyway and they run into a wall because it's painted. Like, I'm not saying that happened to me, but I'm just saying it was cool because I got to drive around and get to really see all that action on the lot every day. Um, so, yeah, that part was amazing. And then, yeah, shooting and getting to work with Will Ferrell and James Vanderbeek, and we had, you know... Um, all these different, we had stunt guys and, um, you know, uh, the orangutan was on set a bunch. So, uh, it, yeah, it was crazy. But then, yes, getting the sword bite slash bong saber, lightsaber with Mark Hamill was quite amazing and, and surreal. And then, yes, to sit in the car with Carrie Fisher um, and say silly things to her. It, it was, the whole process was, uh, you know, day after day, it was just amazing getting everything we got to do was really really fun so um again it is still it's like each movie we do is just as as fun clerks too honest honestly was super super fun uh for me because that one we were in anaheim and the the you know the movies was right next to where we all stayed at this hotel that literally was like connected so it was like camp it's like every day we'd shoot all day and then everyone would leave their doors open and we had this whole floor of this hotel so everyone would like walk up and down the halls and um i mean i don't know every time i shoot something with kevin honestly it's it's been amazing because it's like a lot of the same people the same script supervisor most of the time dp uh, you know, transportation, crafty, everyone. A lot of the same people year after year, and you don't see them for two years, and then you spend four months with them, and then you don't see them for two years, and you spend four months. So it's it's been so much... Ooh, I always have a blast working with Kevin, not to mention that him and I are best friends, and um, it's just awesome to hang out with him. But um, And then, of course, it's, it's fun as well to do other people's stuff, and... And all that, but I'm just saying with him, it seems like camp, and I'm working with my getting to work with my best friend. But don't get me wrong, this this experience has been amazing. Dom Burns has been awesome because uh, you know, I me taking on the role as director and the lead actor, it's like I've had to get come in and then be like, okay, let's set it up like this, let's do this, do this, and then you know, Dom talk with Dom and and go over stuff and then I have to go get wardrobe and and hair and makeup memorize my dialogue then jump in and do a scene do a scene and then we're gonna move to another scene in a different room with a different setup so then I have to step away and go okay can we get a two shot here and then we walk in and this but Dom's been a big help because some mornings uh, to be honest it's like been like we work from two in the morning till three in the morning time to get home and sleep I wake up breakfast coffee write this set and I have to memorize three page monologue with uh, you know against Gina or Brian or whatever um, so he'll be like alright we're gonna do this shot so how do you wanna set it up and I'll like be be like oh, what what um, so it's been a big help having Dom honestly I, I can't imagine doing both directing and the acting and not having Dom so that's been great Chaz everyone on the crew honestly has been amazing they at least four or five nights in the cold in the rain staying an hour over hour and a half over um throughout this whole shoot and and it didn't seem like one person complained and and everyone knew they were just trying to make the best movie possible because again no one's uh it wasn't a huge budget um humongous budget no one was getting rich um so it, it just seemed like everyone really just wanted to make a really good fun movie and uh their heart was in it and and that's what it seemed like for me and 
from my perspective of, of watching everyone on set and, and, and uh, you know, being here for three weeks a month, whatever it was. So. so how did it actually come about that you decided you want to go from being in front of the camera to the guy behind it? I mean, look at Ben Affleck. He's done it and he's done pretty well for himself. He's done really well for himself. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's so crazy because I remember it like stands out in my head. I remember... Um, you know, we did our movies with Ben, and Ben and I, uh, I want to say we're, we were friends at a point, for sure, and and then I remember he did, I forget what movie he did, but I remember being in the airport, um, and seeing a bunch of, ma- like, literally every magazine was his face on it, and people, them putting, like, arrows to his cheeks, saying, like, he's gotten fat, he's in this, he's that, and really, for a while, they were just really putting him down, because he acted in some movie, and I just don't remember what it was. But point is, is that then I remember I feel like he disappeared for like a year, and then he did Gone Baby Gone, and then he did the next one, which I forget what the next one was. But yeah, 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 like he really, like I don't think I've seen such a like rise to a career uh, with Goodwill Hunting, and he did Chasing Everything, Goodwill Hunting, and this and that, and like uh, he was the talk of the town, and then they were like, "Fuck him, he sucks," and really bashed him to him winning like. An you Oscar. Know, Ar- yeah, Argo and <laughs> yeah. directing the town and all, everyone talking about him. And then he's fucking Batman. It's like his career has been crazy to me. So, I mean, it's great because I, I do. I think he's a really good dude. And, and um, so anyway, but yes, am I winning Oscar? No, I don't think um, I'll be Argo. So, yeah, just over the years doing the, doing the movies and just being behind the camera, I mean, in front of the camera and seeing how things, and then the director being like, hey, can we come from here and do this? And in my head, I'm like, well, wouldn't it be cooler if you came from this angle? And what if you did this? And I just started thinking that way. And I don't know, I just really wanted to do it because I've, uh, you know, I, I, I like I like acting, but I, I just felt like it was time to try to spin other plates. And then, so I got to produce a couple of Kevin's movies. Um, and so I felt like, you know, I just really wanted to direct, so... Yeah, so Dom and I worked on uh, on uh, the Devil's Tower, and afterwards we had coffee before I left London, and, and he was saying, like, hey, bro, like, you know, I could tell you want to, you know, you in your head you would love to do something else, and I was like, yeah, man, I really want to direct, and I really want to act, and, and, and do something where I'm a little more serious, and maybe a American Psycho or Hannibal Lecter, and him and I started, like, joking around, but not joking around ideas and stuff, and then I went home, and, like, two months later, he's like, hey, I have that idea, I wrote some stuff down, and he sent it to me, and I said, oh, that's awesome, here's a couple other ideas, and I sent it back to him, and then he wrote down more stuff, and that's really, it's crazy how, like, fleetingly at Starbucks, an idea came up uh, right before I left, uh, Darby a couple years ago and now I am here back a couple years later and we're doing the movie so it's it's been a real amazing situation when did it actually come reality that you said right let's do it let's make madness in the method let's put pen to paper and do it you were saying you left Darby was it two years ago yeah with the idea I my my uh, my um my time and dates and stuff are, are definitely off so I don't want to definitely no I can't say for sure it was two years ago, but I'm just... It seems like it's been like four, three, maybe three years, four years. But again, it was soon after that he actually sent the script. I would say within the six months to a year, with a little back and forth, he sent the script. And then we, and then from there he said, I, you know, it took some time. He had to finish up a movie. 
I was doing a tour with Kevin. Then he, we, we came back to it probably about uh, a year, six, seven months later. So anyway, I'm just saying it was a lot of back and forth, don't get me wrong, but then it was probably a year ago that he actually was like, hey, like I'm really focused on this now. And, and, uh, and he started putting feelers out about the financing. Um, and then we discussed, you know, because again, it's something I wanted to do is directing, but then I also was like, well, I don't know if I'm acting in the lead in it. Do I do I wait and not direct this one and maybe the next one? Um, so again, it, it was a lot of back and forth, but it was I again timing wise. I feel like I feel like it was eight months ago, right around Sundance, which is what the new one just passed. So I guess it was a year ago, probably a month uh, around Sundance a year ago, not the one that just passed. Um, is when he's we started. Um, we had half the financing. A couple months later, we had all financing, and then a few months later, I believe we started shooting our LA shoot. Um, so yeah, man, it's it's again, it just sort of came together in the last in about a year. The actual money being in the pocket and being able to start shooting in LA and putting the cast together and all that has been a, a year, about a year now. So. Um, I don't know. It's fantastic. It, it came together, and then uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's been awesome. So, but yeah, it really did sort of come about just from uh, Dom asking me, saying, "Hey, I, you know, because I, like I said, during Devil's Tower, even and other movies too, but Devil's Tower, I was chiming in like, oh, well, how about I come in from here, and why don't you just get this on my face because I feel like it's intense or whatever, and I was just throwing suggestions out." So the, the director of that was um, not Dom. Dom was producing that one. Um, Owen Tooth was the director. Anyway, point is, is afterwards, Dom was, again, we were met up before I was going back to L.A. And he just said, hey, I could see that your brain, how your brain was working and, and all this stuff. And he's like, well, what do you think? So I don't know. It was just cool that Dom saw that and we talked and then here we are. So... So now this is obviously your debut film as a director. What's been the biggest learning experience? I mean, I definitely think, of course, A, um, and I don't know if I said it earlier, but A, it definitely was It was a lot tougher than I expected. I knew it would be tough, but it was a lot tougher than I expected being the lead and, um, and directing because, again, it, it's tough to come in and, and want to focus on on uh, how the shot's gonna look and how, where the actors are coming from and from what angle and a two shot, a steady cam, a, all that type of fun stuff that, I, that uh, to me how the picture looks, the movie looks. Um, is And then also to try to focus on memorizing a three page scene and then getting uh, hair and makeup and wardrobe and making sure your mic's on and making sure all this stuff. It was a lot of work, it was a lot more work than I expected. Um, so I definitely feel like I wouldn't want to do that again. I'm not saying I wouldn't want to act in a movie that I directed, but I definitely would not want to be the lead. I would want to be a small, way smaller character. Um, so there's that, but there's also, you know, because again, I feel like I have, it, 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 you know, knowing like there's so much more to than just setting up the camera. It's like setting up, there's like the line, crossing the line and all these technical 
jargon that you really uh, I mean it's it, it's uh, luckily again the team's there to help you with that and and stuff but like if you're the cameras uh, looking at you um, you know over over a shoulder of your whoever you're talking to and then you turn around it's like the camera has to be on the left shoulder or the right shoulder and and all that stuff and again luckily the the dp and the script supervisor and everyone there's a whole team to help you with that stuff i'm just saying i realized i knew i've seen that before as i was acting in other movies but it's like directing it's like you really have you know it's like you really see the work that goes into that and the, the you know I, I i i do some stunt i want to say stunts but there's some punches and and some action and sticks and um cuts on the face and all this stuff that goes on in the process of that and trying to figure it out how i want to see it and how visually i want it to come together um it's it's a it's fun again i love it but it, it's a lot it's a lot of work so I've, I've learned a lot i feel like from this as much as i haven't learned uh, um you know uh to really understand it all i feel like it's, it it would take it would take time uh you know if you're throwing in shooting uh, a gun whether it be a gun a gunshot and how you want it to come out of the muzzle and if do you want to see the bullet flying through the air and hitting the person or do you want you know there's a lot of it's uh intricate little bits and bobs um, that go along with it. I feel like in that, it's like while you're there, you're like, I'm like, oh, well, it'd be cool if you could see the bullet come out of there, but can you do that? Uh, visually, can we do that? And is, should we do that? Is it going to make the best sense in the movie if this is in slow-mo? Is the bullet coming out of the barrel and you can see it move, or do we just do it quick where the bullet comes out the front and then the, do, and then the person gets hit and they act react to it? You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I don't you don't realize so, how much goes yeah, into it. You yeah. just take it for granted. Yeah, because again, when you're there thinking about it, you're like, all right, we can either on screen when people are watching, they can see the gunfire, and I'm just using this gunfire as an example, but we need to see the gunfire, little smoke, a noise, and then see the person react to their shoulder getting shot. Or you could, if you wanted to get real crazy, like watch the bullet fly through the air. And, you know, so it's like all those so things. Many th while you're watching, while you're thinking about it, you're like, oh, that'd be cool. Can we do that? And so, again, I, all that stuff, I, as I was doing it, I really saw it's, 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 it's awesome. But, again, a lot, a lot of work. So, um, and again, but it really, I guess, is, is visually what you see um, it for yourself. So, do you kind of have a whole new level of respect now for your best friend, Kevin, knowing that how much has gone into it? Did you kind of I think. think Everyone, yeah, I yeah. think every director, because again, it is, it is, again, and you see why people are known for what they want in their style of directors and uh, uh, and stuff. Um, yeah, no, totally, again, because again, it's like, it's tough when you're, there. well, uh, there's been a few scenes where I really, I'm like, I want to jib, I want to come up high, and I want it to swoop around, but it's like, even though you see that, and you want it to look that way, it's like, all right, well, we can't do that because you're going to see this and that. And so, again, there's like, again, I didn't really, it's even that. It's like where you're shooting, if you're going to see a bunch of people standing in the background, you can't do that, so you have to adjust to that. So it might be the shot you want, but not exactly. And, again, it is a big process, and it's it's great. I'm not, I'm just saying I, 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 realized, it, I realized it more and more as the weeks went on, and, and we tried to do shots, and it's great because, Again, I do feel like, that's why I do feel like it's definitely a big team effort because if you want a friggin' camera shot that swoops in from 20 feet high into the 
whatever it swoops in into the car and the car's doing donuts it's like you need the stunt guy to time the donuts you need the camera guy to be able to time it so it looks right so i'm just saying there's so much that goes into it and awesomeness so i don't think enough people appreciate that do they when they're watching a film yeah, but yeah, literally yeah. the practicality of those shots yeah. is not just one camera sweeping down yeah no no totally i was talking to brian last night and your life story has had times of being high, times of being very low, and the way that you're, it's kind of a fairy tale, you've been rock bottom, I don't want to go into the details, but you've been an addict on drugs, you've been an alcoholic, most people it's a downward spiral, you've took that, you've rose above it, you've got clean, you've become a really good actor, you've become a director, a father, a husband, in the last few years, that is the fairy tale film. How does it actually feel to be the on the good end of it when most other people don't get to see um, that? I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it's great, of course, but it's tough. Um, I mean, it's tough because again, I see it, of course, uh, but it's. I don't know. I guess it feels good is the question. I guess it. I mean, of course, it feels good, especially like. You know, just before we started, I got to talk to the wife and the kids out here, and that's to me amazing because it's always something I wanted. Like me and the wife been together ten years, and I've wanted a child for like five, and and uh, so that's just been a blessing that I have a, a little girl, and uh, and then yeah, of course, I mean it's just been um, I do feel lucky because again, besides um, all the support I've gotten with over the years uh, staying sober with. Not only my friends and family, again, we started the podcast, Kevin and I, and we have all the people who listen to the podcast, Jam Bob Get Old, who, um, you know, will ask me how many days sober you have and stuff, because they've listened to the podcast, and I've sort of been accountable to all these people. Um, so the podcast has been a big help, and uh, I don't know, so again, yeah, it seemed like for years it was mainly my focus was trying to trying to provide and, and, and for me and the wife and, and stay sober and... Um, you know, uh, so yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know, it's hard to, I don't know, it's hard to say, because again, I want to say it's it's awesome, but it's like, I almost feel like I don't, I try not to, I do think about it, because I have to think about it all the time, but it's hard to say from my perspective. It would be easy um, to talk it about is. it as if, 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 if someone, Yeah, if someone else I was talking about, I feel like it'd be easier, but again, I do realize, don't get me wrong, it's not like I don't. I'm not saying I'm not grateful and I don't realize it, what's happened, and thank goodness, because again, there was some bad moments, and luckily Kevin was there and my wife was there to support me, because, um, you know, I, I, I look back at those moments, and if I didn't have someone to, uh, you know, I didn't have something to look forward to, like, hey, if I, if I don't get sober, my wife's leaving me and Kevin's not gonna work with me anymore and I'm not gonna do this, so screw it, I might as well get more messed up. Um, you know, I had something to look forward to, which I don't think always people do have, um, and it makes it harder for them to. And then after I got that much grounded, then we started the podcast, which not only did I have my wife and Kevin and friends and family, I had like, again, uh, 200,000, 300,000 people, whatever it is, I don't know at this point how many people listen to our podcast, but those people I was accountable to and, and sort of look, watching my back. So that's been amazing. So yeah, it's it's been awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, I do feel blessed that it, I'm here now in London uh, getting to 
you know, do something I love. And then the, again, even the family's out here with me. So um, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been great. So last question for you. So moving forward, it's no secret Kevin has done the script for Clerks Three. We heard that you might be in Moose Jaws. Jay and Silent Bob are going to return yeah. for that. The future's yeah. looking pretty good for you. Well, hopefully. I mean, honestly, Clerks seems to be sort of had been put. Um, and not because of me or Kevin or anything, but um, I believe, and again, I don't know the, the um, details, but one of the players in the movie, um, it was busy, and he said he wasn't going to be available for a couple of years. So that has sort of been able to put on the back burner for now. It's not dead in the water, not to say it won't ever happen, but right now it seems like the main focus is a couple more tour dates with Jay and Bob Get Old, um, and then yes, uh, uh, Moose Jaws is something Kevin was interested in um, finishing writing and getting Jay and Bob would be put in there, shooting that. But he also, at the same time, I know he got a little distracted because then he was thinking about us shooting Mallrats, the Mallrats 2 movie. But then the studio who owns the rights, which is Universal, I think they suggested a TV show. So Kevin had to rewrite it as a TV show and that's been pitched around. So it's possible at some point, we might do a Mallrats TV show. It's not, again, set in stone. Moose Jaws movie, which isn't set in stone, but one of them hopefully will come about by the end of the, before the end of this year. Um, and then, like I said, a couple tour dates would get old. That's always, uh, again, they've, they've been less than they have in the past few years, but that's because we do them live. But we're sort of scheduling that this now, now that it's almost February, or it is February, for this year couple comic book conventions and yeah I'm hoping I'm waiting to hear right now I, I might uh, you know I'm, I'm trying to see uh, I think because of this movie I've already uh, a few people may be interested in me directing another uh, movie and that's sort of a possibility it's not set in stone but I might have uh, gotten some interest like uh, my agent them asking my agent my availability and would I be interested in directing another movie that's not my, so we'll see yeah but I do feel there's a lot of maybe things this year that are set um, that are, that I feel like hopefully even if a couple of them happen will keep it will be a busy year. So fantastic. Well, I wish you all the luck. I'm sure Thank that you. this film I was on lucky enough to see some of it being filmed. I've been on set a few days. There's a lot of big names. I don't want to spoil it for everyone out there, but it's I think this film's going to be bloody good and successful thank you thank you very much and keeping well definitely uh, my Twitter my Facebook um, I'm always tweeting and Facebook and all that and I'm gonna be updating people so does Kevin Kevin always does he, he loves to tweet and Facebook more than anybody um, about uh, you know mall rats TV show or moose jaws and then of course about this movie if we're gonna be going to film festival or or we're gonna put it out like whatever winds up happening at jmuse, J-A-Y-M-E-W-E-S, is my Twitter, my Instagram, and my Facebook. Um, but yeah, so look uh, look on those social media platforms of me or Kevin, and you'll find out more about the films or Kevin's films, Morats. I mean, Kevin, I even feel like is, is uh, writing another script, so we'll see. So there it is, the interview with Jason Muse himself on various different locations around Derby. You name it, Starbucks on the way to get lunch, some was in the car, some was back on set of Madness in the Method, we then went back to Starbucks, I mean, we must have got through about 15 coffees that day, but you know, the energy levels are there for it, and I really hope you've all enjoyed listening. 
in the end, I think I must have spent about six or seven hours with Jason, and it sounds weird, but it was just like hanging out with a mate. It really was. By the end of it, we were just chatting about Star Wars, and I didn't record everything, but we're talking about upcoming projects, his thoughts on most of my favourite films. We just had general chit-chat, and it never felt like I was having to do any work. It was just... An absolute pleasure. So I want to thank Jason for giving me a fantastic interview, but also just being great company and just someone really cool to hang out with and making me feel so welcome on set. I mentioned on the last episode, and I've mentioned quite a lot today, Madness and the Method. I think this film's going to be absolutely fantastic. I'm really, really looking forward to getting Dominic Burns in. He's just going to be an amazing guy to talk to. Just being on set and seeing the way he works is fascinating. So to get the chance to sit down and get a full-on interview with him is something I'm really looking forward to. And that will be out hopefully in the next few weeks. I want to thank Jazz Lintot again. He helped me a lot with this. He made sure that Jay was around and made sure that I was able to get access on set for this film. There's some really, really good moments I saw being filmed and I would never ruin it for anyone by discussing them in detail but this film is going to surprise a lot of people and I'm really, really excited. I also want to give a big shout out to my friend Scott Higgins. He helped me endlessly on set. He was there filming, he was there helping me carry stuff. It was just like having my own little PA. Now, Everyone out there, your support for this podcast is amazing. I can't believe I'm already on episode 7. I've got an unbelievable guest coming up for episode 8, but I'm not going to ruin it. As always, I like to hold things back and tease you all on Twitter, on Facebook, and I've even got an Instagram now, so... You know, what next? I might start a Snapchat. But, you know, in the meantime, go on markandme.com, look at my social media channels. Thanks again, Jason. I hope you've all enjoyed it. Keep the feedback coming, keep the tweets coming, keep everything coming. I'm loving this at the moment, and it feels like I'm just starting to get going. So there's going to be some awesome stuff coming up, and thank you all for taking the time to listen. Take care. Noise, noise, noise. Smoking weed, smoking weed. Doing coke, drinking beers. Pack her ass, my good man. Time to kick back, drink some beers, and smoke some weed. Oh